BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome in, everybody. It's All Pro Lines, the podcast. Thanks for being here. We appreciate your support. Uh, I am your host, Kostaki Economopoulos. Uh, we'll always, always have a lot to cover. I'm going to crack a beer. How about that? I got a mango cart here. It's a four percenter. It's mango-y wheat beer from uh, Golden Road Brewing here in Los Angeles. It's kind of the go-to uh, sort of... Uh, sweet light beer of this part of the world for me um so greetings uh, cheers to you guys uh, i see heather and ron on the uh on the screen here already cheers to you two in particular mm. jerry oliver jumping right in what's up buddy thanks for coming guys and thank you all for listening uh you can catch us live on facebook live we do it at 4 p.m west coast time that's where i am that's why you want to drink a little light when you get started at 4 p.m uh, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, check your local listings for all the other slots and things and times. Do some math. Uh, we record it live on Facebook Live. Uh, and you can come here and ask questions and jump in and get involved if you like. And most of you will just opt to uh, find it wherever you get your podcasts and listen to us, uh, whatever the hell you want. And that's what's nice about podcasts. I've, I've, I've become a real fan of podcasts over the last several years. I've, um, kind of, my, my enthusiasm for podcasts has sort of ebbed and flowed over the time. I used to have about 10 that I would kind of go sprinkle around. Now I have like two that are my go-to and I'll occasionally grab a little bit of a something or go listen to something new. I listened to a, um, ah, I won't go into the details. It doesn't even matter. I did listen to a new one that I'd never listened to before this week and enjoyed it very much. Uh, it was a particular guest that they were talking to and I wanted to hear what the guest was up to. It was like a two hour chat with one of my favorite, uh, characters. So, uh, that's, what's cool about podcasts. You can pick and choose whatever you like. So yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm a little wistful today, a little, uh, mulling over life. I'm, I'm finding it difficult to balance life. Do you have this everybody? This is such a cliche to have this problem as a grown up kids and career and schedules and hobbies and exercise. And it's just, I can't, you know, creative endeavors and trying to do all the work of what it is to be a good stand-up comedian creatively and what it is to be a good stand-up comedian financially. Like these are not the same thing and they, they both take a lot of work. I, 
trying to be a good dad and I, a friend and a family member. It's, I, I know it's cliche, but it's cripes. It's hard. And I've been given this weird gift of compartmentalization. That's the, that's the downside and beauty of my new life as a, uh, as a single dad, as it were, not so much emphasis on the singleness, but on the, on the being by myself and taking care of the things when I have it, uh, it's a lot of work. And it does give me the chance to have half of the time to not be in dad mode, which is nice. Um, and to not feel guilt or blame for that. Although I do have those feelings too. Uh, but you kind of have these windows where you're, that's not your job. That's not your primary job. And still, and still, I'm like, can't get it all done. It's a lot of doings to to be to be full in life and do all the things. Ryan Chambers jumping in here. Andreas Economopoulos, Marge Economopoulos. All right, it's a family affair. It's good to see you guys. Thank you. I'm, I'm flattered you would be here. Uh, Marge says balance is always a challenge. Heather says so hard. Yeah, these are these are moms. They know they know it's hard. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, it's it's a tired problem, but it is a problem. It's tired for a reason. It's the reason we talk about it is that it's tricky to balance it all. Uh, so yeah, so thank you, uh, Marge, <laughs> for all the balancing that you've done over the years. <laughs> I appreciate you, Mama. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's turn a little towards football. We had uh, it was a hell of a fun weekend in football. I watched quite a bit. Um, yeah, the Niners, I feel like, are fun. They're, I, I think they've emerged as a team that's kind of – this could be a team. This could be a thing, although they have some injured running backs right now. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like the Seahawks. There's some teams that even lost this week. I'm like, all right, I could see that team getting it together and going on a run. Um, anyway, and, of course, the Chiefs have – continue to be, in my opinion, the team to beat. Now the Bills have fallen off a notch. Uh they're the team. Let's uh let's do some uh, uh greetings to Kurt and to uh Jonathan jumping in here on the Facebook Live. Appreciate you guys. Come thanks for coming. Let's do uh let's do some jokes, shall we? Oh hold on. Oh, oh, oh we have a little we had a little production here error on my part. <laughs> Ah, uh, who cares? You know what it is. It's the two minutes ago. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has a serious thumb injury. It's called an avulsion fracture, which makes sense because I have an avulsion to watching this team play. It's not pretty. I don't know what he's whining about, Aaron Rodgers. Everyone knows you can fix a broken thumb by rubbing it with a little ivermectin. Huh? Maybe he can just hallucinate that his thumb works. Aaron Jones says, teammate, Aaron Jones says the rest of the season is sudden death for the Packers. That's that's similar to the Packers theme this season. Uh, slow, painful death. That seems they have a slight, yeah. This is, I don't even have a joke for this, but it just feels like Jordan Love. It sounds like a tennis score to me. Like, like you're throwing the ball up. Jordan Love. And after you score again, it's Michael Jordan Love. No? Yeah, it's not really a joke. Remember, Aaron, if Brett Favre sends you a sympathy text, uh, don't open it. The Raiders filed for a trademark this week uh, for the phrase Win City. Fuck the trademark. Isn't that false advertising? I mean, they won this week, but they're four and seven. They climbed into four and seven. <laughs> they're going to. 
they're going to legally have to put an asterisk at the end of this win city or at least say it in a sarcastic voice. Is there a sarcastic font yet? Please, Elon Musk, get something right. They haven't received the trademark. The Raiders haven't gotten it yet because someone else owns Win City. They might want to check Lose City. Might want to see if they can get a trademark on the only place in Vegas where the house loses. One more eye patch and the games are watchable. What happens in Vegas is not pretty. Worse on the field than the owner's haircut. You see, and it has got the little Raiders logo and the, maybe a picture of Mark Davis with his crazy bulk. <laughs> Check out this phrase, Raiders. Yes, but it's a dry loss. See if that's available. They should change the airport code for Las Vegas to L-O-S-S. Recently, running back Melvin Gordon says a uh, recently cut running back Melvin Gordon said uh, a wide variety of teams are showing interest in him. <laughs> oh, I'm sure some are in Canada, some are in the XFL, USFL, a couple high school teams, a seniors league, a pickleball team, probably an off-Broadway production of the A-team. That's a wide variety. And then just like an hour before the podcast, the story broke. Uh, the Chiefs signed Melvin Gordon to their practice squad, which seems preposterous to me. But I guess if you're making a run, you just want to make sure you got some depth. It's, uh, it's not such a bad idea. I do the same thing in fantasy. I'm working on it. I'm trying. Deshaun Watson's going to play this week. I'm going to fucking root against this guy for the rest of his career. Oh, I hope a lot of dudes put their hands on him against his will. Deshaun Watson, you're familiar with the guy with the 26, can't even count them, allegations of sexual misconduct, I believe is the phrase we're using. He's been practicing for a week. Practicing what? Not being a jackass? He's got a tough matchup Sunday against Karma. He's actually playing his former team, the Houston Texans. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good scheduling, NFL. I got to give it to you with the scheduling. Uh, he's probably going to be able to elude the defense, right? Because when it comes to Watson, the Texans have a history of looking the other way. You see? Because they might not see him because they're, huh? That's a good joke. Can't wait to tell that joke in the morning. Uh, Texans are expected to change their base two uh, defense this week to the me too defense. It's very, it's very different. Uh, it's going to be a stressful week for Deshaun Watson. He should probably get a massage, you know. And by a massage, I mean 12 massages this week. All right. The Jaguars came from behind against the Ravens, converted a two-point conversion at the very end of the game for the win. It's the most exciting thing to happen in Jacksonville since it's definitely the most exciting thing to happen in Jacksonville. Maybe a Georgia-Florida game somewhere along the line. Uh, Jags mascot was wearing a Speedo. The European influence on the NFL has gotten out of hand. It's with the Speedo and the thing and the Muppets. That's not a good combination. The Falcons should get into building demolition. They're very good at imploding, turns out. Nice implosion at the end of the game. Nobody gets hurt. It's uh, it's an art form. Have the Falcons considered getting a focus group? I want to test the endings. Maybe want to... Maybe we want to rewrite on some of these endings, Falcons. All they do is run the ball. They finally let Mariota throw the ball at the end of the game, and it threw a fucking intercept. They're never going to throw the ball again. They cut another wide receiver. This Why, why not? Cut all the wide receivers. They never throw the ball anyway. Cut the quarterback. <laughs> the Falcons have the same play calls as I did as a kid playing vibrating football. Wedge left, wedge right, wedge middle. Those. That's it. And I basically never called wedge middle. It was just, 
It's one or the other two. The Jets put in a different quarterback this week, and now they're great. Why can't we do that? Is that too much to ask? New York put their first-round draft pick, uh, Zach Wilson, on the bench, or as the Jets call it, the middle seat. It's behind the exit row. There's no leg room, right? Joe Flacco's taking up the armrest. It's cramped back there. The commander's Chase Young was inactive, but Leonardo DiCaprio was active, and Chase Young is his middle name. That's... That strikes me as a good joke now that I say it out loud. I think that's a good joke. Maybe better in writing. I do. <laughs> it's kind of my specialty. Now, here's a joke that's good when you read it by yourself. It's not, it's not so good when I tell it. All right. Uh, play of the week goes to the American Airlines flight crew for stopping Odell Beckham Jr. Beckham was kicked off an airplane. <clears throat> and my fantasy team this week. It was a, it was a double kicking. From Miami to L.A., he was reportedly in and out of consciousness and refused to put on his seatbelt. It's pretty hard to argue that you can't fasten your seatbelt when we've seen you make a one-handed sideline catch from 40 yards away. In fairness, I, too, have gone in and out of consciousness on a morning flight. <laughs> you got to be, it's a special kind of screw-up to get kicked off of a morning flight. Did the bagel place overserve you? Were you doing eggs Benedict shots? the cafe have you been up all night arguing with a kicking net what are you doing beckham knock it off flight was delayed two hours they had to deplane everybody so they could get him off of the thing because he wouldn't get up and leave or buckle his seatbelt. that's a serious delay of game that should be a 15-yard penalty at least flying's hard enough with the weather and the staff shortages and the mechanical issues now we got to worry about diva wide receivers Whenever one of these stories breaks, does Antonio Brown get his wings? Some Somebody is being an asshole in public. <laughs> All right. Oh, we got to do a couple more jokes. All right, we got to do a couple. Trevor Simeon hurt himself during warm-ups. Simeon was probably just monkeying around. Am I right? One more monkey joke. He was overheard saying, I think I hurt macaque. Huh? <laughs> It's a tag by uh, All-Pro Lions fan, Emma Jones. Kudos, Emma. I think I hurt my cock. Oh, it's still giggling. So all three favorites won on Thanksgiving, which feels appropriate historically. Two of the home teams won, though, so at least it was a bad day for the colonizers. The Lions have a losing record on Thanksgiving. Uh, that sentence is also true if you leave the words, uh, <laughs> if you leave off the words on Thanksgiving. Still true. The Lions have a losing record. Patriots lost on Thanksgiving. That was kind of fun. Belichick uh, seems like the worst possible Thanksgiving guest. What do you think of the stuffing, Bill? That's behind us now. We're on to yams. We're, we're on to yams. Who they follow-up questions? We're on to yams. <laughs> All right. That's enough jokes. Let's do a couple quick plugs. We'll bring in our guest. Danny Johnson is here. Uh, comedian, Giants fan. Uh, here's a, here's a plea from me. Uh, this is a, this is a request. I don't ask for much. The whole point is for me to entertain you. That's the, that's what we're doing here. But once in a while, I'll ask a favor. You guys who are listening, you're the hardcores. You're the, you're the big passionate, all pro lines people get more active on social media, right? It's the key to the whole operation. Now me and my cohorts, most of you guys we're grownups. We're not, we're not 20 somethings, but this is what the 20 somethings do. 
they're super active. They, when they're on social media, their ethic, because they grew up with it, their ethic is to let people know they've been there. They like things, they share things, they comment on things, they retweet, they push that little paper airplane on Instagram and put, put, put one of your things that you post in stories. They're active. That's their nature. We're grownups. We're passive. We might even like a thing quite a bit. And then we just click off to the next thing. No, no, you got to stop and, and interact a little. That's kind of the beauty and the wonder of uh, social media. And it's what, uh, it's what my friend algorithm uh, says is a good way to do it. <laughs> and I try to listen to Al whenever I can. Monkey Knife Fight. Use the promo code ALLPROLINES and get 100% uh, deposit bonus. Up to 100 bucks when you start a new account at Monkey Knife Fight. It's fun. It's props. Put together some stuff. Makes uh, watching football a little extra fun. Kostaki.com has all the details from my traveling around. Waterford, uh, kind of suburban Detroit this weekend. I'm excited about that gig. It's a club I've never done with a great name. It's called One Night Stands. Actually owned by a guy named Stan. One Night Stands and suburban detroit this weekend and then sunday night i don't do sundays often but this one i requested and we worked it out sunday i'm doing jackson michigan we've already sold a bunch of tickets that one's a smaller venue that's one night only but if you're in that part of the world come see me and then minneapolis i'm honored and flattered and happy to say uh acme comedy company uh maybe the best club in america has asked me to do their new year's week so i'll be there new year's eve and a few days before that uh jump on patreon and put in all pro lines and Come join us. We're actually going to do a podcast here soon where we're going to invite all the Patreon supporters to uh, be guests and maybe do like an extended quiz time kind of thing. I'm still working out the details on that. But if you're interested in being a part of that, come join us. And even if you're not, yeah, do it NPR style. Come join us. Throw a few uh, bucks our way. Helps us to do what we do. You know, we buy some nice plants around here. We got some fancy equipment and uh, it lets, lets us do what we do. All right, enough of this other stuff. Let's bring in our guests. Where are you? Where are you, Danny? Are you here? Yeah. Hey, buddy. Welcome in. Whoa, with the Zoom. Look at this. Yeah, I, got, I zoomed you in. So we're. This looks super sexy on socials. You probably probably don't understand it like I do. All the my tech. <laughs> we sh should probably get our heads to be roughly the same size. I don't know if that's a choice. Is that me or you? you I got that's you. my, my salt intake. You're super tight. You're super tight on this. Uh, Danny Johnson does a podcast called uh, Behind the Bar, where he interviews comedians who have done uh, dry bar specials. And uh, if you're a comedy nerd like I am, it's a great uh, it's a great listen. You get to hear some of the ins and outs and the the prep to do a special like this, where you got to be not only clean but like Mormon teenage clean. Yeah. Uh, and just to talk comedy with comics, it's uh, is always good to listen to if you're a comedy dork like us. Welcome in, buddy. Good to see you. Hey, thanks for having me. Kostaki Economopolis. I understand uh, you got a bunch of Economopoli on the live with us here today. Yeah, we got a couple. That's good. It's good. Andreas has always been a great contributor to uh, to all pro lines, uh, my brother. And uh, we have him as a guest now and again, and he's occasionally send me a joke and stuff. He's great. And uh, of course my mom has been my most supportive fan always. She's, oh yeah, she's ridiculously good. She doesn't even like football, but she'll, she'll watch this shit. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she doesn't even like me. She <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, as a dad, and I now understand sometimes you, you need a little break from a kid. You know, it's, I love uh, the, I love your plant. It just looks, <laughs> it's so sad. It looks like it's going to attack you. It's just these two paws. <laughs> it's not even behind me in like a regular, it's just a little bit on the side. Like, 
I have a couple of ideas about background and I keep hesitating because I'm not sure if they're cheesy. And your number one implementation from those ideas was a plant partially. In this, the <laughs> this is the filler until I commit to one of my ideas. All right. That's the current thinking. So you're, you're, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for being here. So you're a Giants fan. You guys. All right. Let, let me press you a little bit on your Giants fandom. First yeah. of all, well, tell us where how did how did this happen to you? How did you become a Giants fan? And then I'll, and then I got a couple of questions. After. How, how did this how did this happen to you? How did this <laughs> affliction? <laughs> I love to hate them. So I grew up on Long Island, New York, right, and um, was just always a Giants fan. I don't know, maybe it was family, you know, we're Giants fans. It's like because it's sort of like. <clears throat> At least the in my neighborhood and the and the folks I grew up around, it's it's Giants, Yankees, Islanders, and then Jets, Mets, Rangers. Yeah, please please break this down for me because I've I lived in Manhattan for ten years and I still confused about how these alignments sort of connect with each other. Help me out. It, it's not always, but as a generalization, what is it? How does it work? It's uh, so it's Jets, Mets, Rangers. Okay, and then. Giants, Yankees, Islanders. And for me, living on Long Island, you know, they played in Nassau County. So it was easy to be an Islanders fan, right? And then you would think I'd be a Mets fan because I've actually been to more Mets games because it was closer. And, Queen, you know, Queens is closer um, when you live on Long Island. And then, you know, just the way it worked, and you would get razzed a little bit about it. If you, if you like, oh, I like the Jets and I like the Islanders. I mean, you can't. <laughs> you can't do that you're an idiot you, you would just be dismissed like you had you you'd know no one listen to you now i want to run this by you because this is my i always thought it felt to me like manhattan was a little more giancy and then the other boroughs and new jersey were a little more jetsy and so it sort of felt to me like it was a little class warfare where yeah. it was a it was a little like the with the money and the and the means, and then the, the outsiders were the Jets kind of, is that somewhat true? Yes, because you think about Giants-Yankees, same thing, right? Yankees are the elite, the right. powerhouse, the, the empire, greatest team that ever <laughs> The <laughs> Death yeah, Star is what they are. <laughs> they have all the advantages. It's not even, it's ridiculous with the no salary only, cap. Who, who sets that up? What are we, European soccer? Yeah, and I think uh, why, that's why I'm gravitating a little bit more towards football than baseball. I still watch both, but you know, you just baseball is literally you, the Pirates are never going to win. You know, the uh, the Reds are never going to win. It's like the you pick five teams and you kind of see who's going to win it all. In football, man, who's going to make it to the Super Bowl? Is it Cincinnati? Is it you know Buffalo? Is it the Giant? You know, you know whatever. Um, it's so much more balanced, I think. Yeah, well, the salary cap sort of, and and it, there's a socialism to the way that we do the draft. You know, the worst team picks first, and we're trying. We're the whole system is set up for parity. I feel like unless you're just one of the worst franchises with a horrible owner and a terrible yeah. pattern, you're you're only you're three years away from being good always. Yeah, well, except there's a cycle to it sometimes. I it's live at in least Jacksonville. Now. I'm near Jacksonville, Florida now. So I don't know that that holds true all the time. <laughs> but you got a real quarterback. You got one of the best running backs. You know, it's possible, right? Yeah. I do like the fact, you know, in football, you your draft picks play the next year. You know, baseball, you get the the number one draft pick who you probably couldn't name, and we'll see him in six years. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he's got to go of... toil. It's some, yeah. uh, he's got to go to Richmond and play for a while. Yeah, that's right. But watching the Giants as a kid was painful. It was. Uh, it's not. Uh, you know, I love watching the Bills now because they score 30, 40 points. Chiefs, the, all the AFC quarterbacks, are, or most of them are great. But as a kid, you know, Phil Simms and, you know, we would win games 13 to 10, you know, 14 to 10, you know, 7 to 3. Right. And we would just eat up the clock. And it was like, I still watched it, but it's amazing how different things are now. We just controlled the clock, didn't make mistakes. The thing that frustrates me now about the Giants is, and I – this sounds, I don't know if this sounds egotistical or not. When I'm watching the Giants play and Daniel Jones, who's from the Manning camp, they groom him out in the woods or something. I don't know what, where he came, Duke or something, but that's why they drafted him. He's part of the Manning camp. Um, I, I can pretty much pick, I can tell you what their play, what their run, what the play is run, pass, left, right. And not, and from my couch, like, and I shouldn't be able to do that. I don't even, I'm not even called like, like the, the 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 equipment manager, and I shouldn't be able to go. They're running left. <laughs> you know, and if I watch the Chiefs, I'm like, who the hell knows what they're going to do? They got two running you know, the two running backs, and the next thing you know, it's a 70 yard pass. It's like, but with the Giants, I kind of feel like, all right, you know, if it's a first down pass incomplete, second down, they're going to run it up the middle. Now it's third and nine, uh, <laughs> and it's a sack where they throw it out of bounds. What a great situation. Yeah, well played, boys. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's very frustrating either way. And I I can't bet against them. I can't bet for them because when I bet against them, they you know, they win. <laughs> <laughs> I will say about the Giants, I, I was get, I was kind of, you know, torturing you a little bit in the way I asked you the question earlier. But I I was I'll give you back a compliment. When I was I went to a Giants game with my boy Aaron Hodges, he used to be my co-host on this show. Uh, he's a lifelong Giants fan, grew up in New Jersey. Um, we go, we're there. He's, he, we end up meeting up with a bunch of like his brother and a couple of cousins and some friends and like we're tailgating and it was so cool, but they ended up sort of debating their favorite Giants moments from their past. Like, Oh, I remember with the Super Bowl, and then they threw the thing and they had all these Super Bowl things to debate about. And I'm sitting there with my beer and my fucking, yeah you know, Falcon's heart. Like I got nothing. <laughs> I haven't, I, I hate you guys. You're, you're fucking assholes right now. Right. Um, so the giants do have a great history. And even when they were sort of, they had these sort of relatively lean years, they would still like wake up and beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl once in a while. It was a pretty good run to be a giants fan. Yeah. And to, as a, as a youngster to watch a coked up Lawrence Taylor, to re reinvent the position. Oh. It, was amazing. it was incredible. Oh, so it's, fun. You know, a little bit of Micah Parsons there. I see that a, a little bit. Not not to the Lawrence Taylor level, but I see that in Micah. Yeah, man. Which I hate, of course, as a Giants fan. The Cowboys are. <laughs> yeah. So a month ago, everyone was saying the Giants are the most overrated, whatever they were, six and two team, whatever the record yeah. was. Uh, and now they've lost three out of four. So yeah. it, that, it does seem like there's been a little regression to the mean here. Yes. Which which is the truth? Who are the who are this? Where are the, where is this team? There, if the if the playoffs ended started right now, they would be in the playoffs. Yeah, they are, they're, they're not going to. So, uh, Giants, Jets, and one other team. I I noted. Uh, I forget. Are we're playing way above where they were, where their level? Great coach. I think the Giants got the right coach. Um, 
but it comes down to quarterback. We have the running back. We have a, a, a few running backs, but Saquon, of course. Defense is coming along uh, with Thibodeau or Thibodeau, however anyone pronounces it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and some others. I love the coach. I love the fire of the coach. But, you know, wide receiver, there's no big plays. There's no consistent defense. And definitely playing above. We can't make mistakes. That's how we win. If we make a tur- if we turn the ball over and we, we, we're down by 14, we're not coming. We're not the Chiefs. We're not coming back from 21 zip. Right. So that's why the record's so good is because we kept – you know, kept the games within what we can do and didn't make a lot of mistakes. I, I love saying we like I'm part of the organization. Uh, what, we <laughs> what we did this week was we. Uh... Yeah, I just I j- totally by chance a week ago, I listened to a podcast and they were talking about they did a study. It was like a communication like uh, uh, th- a psychotherapist kind of person who was interested in sports. Uh, people say we when the team is doing well and right. when the team is not doing well, they say they, right. They, right. Like, they literally studied this. Like it's just, it's a, it's a statistically significant difference in how we talk right. about our team. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's yeah. fascinating. It's, such, yeah. it's a disassociation word, right? It's right. A, right. Like they don't know what they're doing out there. Yeah. What are they doing? They never run the ball. Then the Falcons get in the Super Bowl. We're going to, you know, we look good. I think. Yeah. I think we played well. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought of that before. That's a great insight. (laughs) Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right. Um, we, we do a couple things on this show. We do uh, we, we have a couple of little built-in segments that we usually do. Uh, let's uh, Let's do one here. About once a year or so, I explain where that came from. If someone, if someone tuned in, <laughs> have no idea. Five second break. It's just me and you. <laughs> I have no the idea. What's happening. Music, like, what the heck is this? A song no one's ever heard of that makes no sense. Yes. <laughs> for the listener, and probably for you, Danny, uh, years ago, I was, I was part of the NFL media universe uh, for the Super Bowl. And I was, I was asking Akib Talib some questions. He was playing for the Broncos at the time. And one of my questions was, isn't it, the, isn't your job the hardest in the NFL? You're playing against the biggest, strongest, fastest guys in the league. They know what the play is. You don't know what the play is, and you're supposed to follow them and keep them from catching the ball. And he goes, no, nah, I think we, you know, we get some kudos, 
taps on the back. That's a that's a that's a quote. That's actually a recording of Akib Talib answering a question from me. Oh. And then of course we, Aaron ran it through a remix machine and uh, made it made it catchy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we do. We do kudos and taps here. Um, yeah. uh, I'm going to give my my uh, kudos to uh, Trevor Heineke. This guy, this kid, the quarterback for the Washington Commanders. If the playoffs ended to started today, why do I keep saying ended? If the playoffs started today, uh, that uh, team formerly known as the Redskins would be in the fucking playoffs. That seems impossible this year. He's scrappy. Nobody thought he was he was going to make it. Well, well, you said Redskins. You said Redskins. I'm a little, I'm a little tick. You know, I'm a little offended. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> it takes you back to your youth. It's off putting. It's off off putting. Is such a great phrase. That's a bit off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, he, they thought he was too short. They thought his arm wasn't strong. He's got, he's one of these scrappy, he's got a little bit of that, like, uh, Tim Tebow-ness in him where he doesn't really have the measurables. He doesn't pass the eyeball test for starting quarterback, but he's going to win more than he should. I like that. The Doug Flutie-ish kind of, I like that. Drew Brees, Drew Brees, but though ended up being one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. I think he's not going to be that. He's more the. He's more the likable, scrappy underdog, which, yeah. I, you know, and, and he's got a funny tradition, too, where he, he buys uh, Air Jordans in the color of the team that he beat after a victory. Oh, wow. And he'll sometimes uh, do the same thing for his O-line and give them like like he beat the Eagles a week ago and he got like uh, green and black you know, shoes for everybody. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> Cause it's built into his contract. He gets like an extra, I forget what the number is, but it's like 700,000 for a win. It's some crazy thing that happens. <laughs> that can't, that can't be the number. It might be 75,000. It's some, it could be, it's some number that's pretty big. That's based every win. He gets a check just for the win. Anyway, that's a fun tradition. So my, my kudos go to uh, Taylor Heineke. Trevor Heineke? Am I even saying his name right? I just the think Heine of, I just the Heineken think the, kid. Yeah, I just think of the beer. I was gonna say that Heineken. <laughs> if you get that much money per victory, can you imagine the uncomfortable plane ride or bus ride home if the field goal kicker misses a kick at the end of the game? Oh yeah, off? yeah, yeah. That's right. Like, hey, you know, I could have, I could have had seventy-five thousand dollars. That's a, that's like a Norm McDonald thing. Hey, there, I could have had like seventy-five thousand dollars there. Yeah, yeah. Any chance of this uh, coffee mug turning yeah, into skyrocketing in value at all? <laughs> <laughs> No shoes for you. That's right. <laughs> All right. Give us a uh, give us a taps on the back there, buddy. Can I do two? Yeah, sure. All right. M number one, and I hate to do this. I hate it. Uh, Mike White, quarterback of the Jets. 22 and 28, 315 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. I, lo I love it. I love it. I love an underdog story, just like the Heine Heineken man. Um, coming in off the bench in place of that spoiled brat, Zach Wilson, who's sleeping with his mom's friend. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Oh, yeah. You know? It's a fun story. Yeah. And, it's a handsome uh, boy. It just, you know, he's so, I don't like arrogance. I like confidence, right? He's so arrogant and smug to me. <laughs> Zach Wilson, not Mike White. Yeah, yeah, no. I, just to see him on the sideline, just. With his, he seems a little has he seems young and hesitant to me. He's young to be. And I hate his stupid rich face. He's <laughs> filthy rich. He does look rich. <laughs> he was a Yale guy, right? Or where did he come from? But um, <laughs> BYU, I think. I think he's oh, a Mormon. Yeah. 
No, he's not. <laughs> so look it up. Where's Ron Milford? Do some do some research, Ron. Yeah, where did Zach Wilson go to college? Type it into the comments. <laughs> yeah, BYU with Steve Young. Well, not with Steve Young. <laughs> but uh, so Mike White, man, I love that. That's such a great story, especially throwing no picks, coming in um, and replacing him and doing such a great job. I think they have Flacco too, right? Who's making, gosh, I think the Jets took on all of his $25 million or whatever it was a year. So Mike taps on the back to Mike White. Yeah, that's cool. I'm happy to see him. And I'm happy to see him breathe some life into the Jets offense for fantasy implications as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then my other uh, pat on the back or whatever you want to call it is for Odell Beckham. So here's what I love about this cat. In no other profession can you just not like not work and then actively announce that you're shopping yourself to a team to uh, to work for. Like you can't. If you're like a banker and you're just like, I'm not going to work January to or whatever, you know, I'm not going to work for the first eight months. And then in like, you know, October, you're like, <laughs> you start posting about Chase Bank and, you know, credit unions. Like, hey, I'm kind of looking to go here, maybe there. And just whoever will <laughs> give me the best deal. <laughs> it's just such a bizarre. He's a big star. He was hurt. What you, it's like, it's like a banker's got carpal tunnel. He's not available to play until December. You know, he's got it. Then he puts himself. He did it last up. year, right? He did it last year with the Rams, right? He was, he didn't play a whole season. Yeah. He came in late. I forget. Was, <clears throat> was that an injury too? I don't know. I just, I think it's funny. Issue. I think it's funny that it's like one of the only professions you can kind of do that if you, if you want. Yeah. It's nice for him that he can kind of hang around and pick the, they were actually saying maybe he picks the winner of the Cowboys Giants game, which is a funny. It's a funny oh, I would hate to see him in a in a Cowboys uniform. Forget it. I'm interested to see if he's still good because he really looked good at the end of last year. Still, but he's mm-hmm. this is another year and another very significant injury. Uh, he's a character. I mean, it sounds like he was being a total asshole in this airplane, but he's generally a likable character. <laughs> He's, he's unemployed. He's got something. He's got to have something to do. So just cause a ruckus <laughs> on a plane. Why not? Cause a ruckus. Fly, it sounds like he was flying commercial. What, yeah, what, it was American what? Airlines. Yeah. Why don't you sell one of the eighty-five gold chains around your neck and get a private flight? It's a fair question. Then you're not in the paper. That's a better situation for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Making everybody late to their things. Um, all right. Here's another thing we. But do. now it's time for which comes first. Oh, yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. Keep it simple for you and keep it on brand for you as well. Which comes first, a Giants playoff win or a Washington playoff win? These are the two also Rands in the division who are looking scrappy and good this year, but Maybe not as good as the Eagles and Cowboys are looking. So which of these two teams gets a playoff win first? Man. Uh, I, my, I, my inclination is to say Giants, uh, but who's the running back for the, for the commanders? Is he hurt? No, they Brian Robinson got his first 100-yard game. This okay. He's the new kid. He's the rookie. And then they've got um, – Gibson, Antonio Gibson yes. is their other stud who's uh he's sort of taken a little bit of the he's sort of the second he's the, he's the second chair uh tuba as it were. 
Yeah, I was going to say Giants have more weapons, but now that I think of both of those running backs and McLaurin, the wide receiver, I don't know, man. It's hard for me to not pick the Giants. If they can um, reel it in and not make the mistakes, you know, and let's say they, you know, first round they're playing Seahawks or somebody or, you know, even I think they could win. They just have to not – they can't turn them. As soon as they turn the ball over and it's 10 nothing, whoever, they're done. Yeah, I think that's true about the Giants. And I dislike the skin – everybody in the East, you know, because I'm a Giants fan and uh, I hope the Eagles crumble. But, um, yeah, Giants will win. My brother, as a side note, and uh, and Ron Milford have chimed in that it was, in fact, BYU where this pretty boy came from. Yeah. Uh, oh, Kurt says we need Kostaki cast on Mondays when the Mannings aren't on. <laughs> I appreciate the nod. That'd be great. <laughs> I would love to do a show like that. Yeah, I would love to do that show with no guests, just as a consumer. I just want to see these two football brothers bust each other's balls and talk high level football. You know what yeah. I mean? To be fair, they have fucking great guests. I mean, they have had. They had Barack Obama and Bill Burr, and you know, like every Please. time you blink, you're, they have gigantic guests. Um, but maybe fewer guests, maybe one guest, sort of in the second quarter when it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want less of the guests. That's that's as a consumer, that's what I vote for. But those guys are great. Um, all right, last that last little segment that we sometimes do here. It's a little something called quiz. All right, all right, kids, put your thinking caps on. It's quiz time. We'll keep it brief for you this time. Uh, we got two. I got two quiz questions for you. Uh, I would not have known either one of these. Sometimes the quizzes are just a jumping off point for a conversation. You don't many, feel obligated many, to try to win anything. How many grapes can you eat in the grocery <laughs> store? This is the problem with having someone on who's known me for a long time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm interrupting. And, and some of the viewers probably know this joke. That was that was that was my that was my opener for probably eight years. Mm-hmm. How many grapes can you eat for somebody? Well, I don't even remember how it goes. Right. What's the line between sampling and stealing? That's the important part. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. How many grapes can you eat for somebody freaks out, runs over, kicks you out of the store? 19. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In college, this is kind of a famous story. <clears throat> I did not know the outcome of this, so I thought it was interesting. The Notre Dame Sports Information Director, that is a title for you. Convince future Washington Redskins quarterback and NFL MVP Joe Thiesman to change the pronunciation of his name from Thiesman to Thiesman because he was in the hunt for the Heisman Trophy. He changed his pronunciation of his name for the public scope forever to try to get the Heisman Trophy. This is a true thing. Question is, did he win the Heisman that year? No. No, he did not. That is correct. Do you know who won it? He came in second to. Was it a quarterback? A quarterback? Yep. I would have what never got this. What year is this? Seven? Is it seventies or eighties? I don't have this in my little scribblings. Yeah. What team? <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what team. He became a big shot quarterback for the Raiders. There, for the- he's the picture of not passing the eyeball test as a quarterback. Is it? It's not Plunkett. It is. Jim Plunkett won the Heisman oh. Trophy that year. Do I get a Kostaki t-shirt or something? <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll help you out with that. 
Oh yeah, go get your. Uh, it's it's Christmas season. You guys go get your. There's actually there's actually a sale going on at T Public right now. Forty percent off for all Pro Wine shirts. Links are in the uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter bio thing with the link tree. I don't. I suck at this. We need to sell pitch. that plant. Is what you need I to sell. Can't pitch anything. You know what I'm saying. Um, all right. Last question. <clears throat> the largest point spread in NFL history. Denver Broncos, Jacksonville Jaguars, week two of 2013. The largest point spread in NFL history. If you can get within, oh, let's call it three points either way. I give you a six-point range. If you're within three points, you win this too. 28. That is, that's correct. 26.5. Yeah. The Jags covered, by the way. Losing <laughs> 35 to 19. <laughs> Uh, I think you, depending on how you measure these things, you got both of the quiz questions right. Congratulations, my friend. Uh, Tell the people where they can find you, Danny. Uh, On social media, it's all under Comedian Danny Johnson. That's Instagram and uh, Facebook. And I'm now on the TikTok, as the kids call it, Mm. Uh, which I don't know what I'm doing on there, but I'm on the TikTok Comedian Danny 99 for Aaron Judge. Hopefully he signs. Um. Well, my website, dannyjohnson.com. But, uh, yeah, I got a nice little Florida run coming up here in uh, this week. So West Palm, oh, Daytona, cool. Euro Beach. And then hope to see you guys out there. That's cool, man. It's nice to talk to you, buddy. Um, I did a uh, – I watched one of these <clears throat> webinars, like a 30-minute thing about how the TikTok algorithm works. Mm-hmm. I'll save you 30 minutes. Uh, post consistently and post things that your people like. Oh, thanks for the tips. Jeez. <laughs> Post something good that appeals to your viewer. Yeah. yeah, really? That's your tip? Do good. Do good. <laughs> thanks a lot. TikTok yeah. is the trickiest. I mean, again, I'm the wrong demo, but it is so far for me the trickiest of the platforms. I'll get sometimes two views. Usually it's in the hundreds, 300, yeah. 400, 700. Uh, one video, 470,000. Uh, wow. And then didn't move the needle on followers. Like, wow. I, I, I have no understanding of how TikTok works. It's completely. Maybe, yeah. It's like they watched it and they were like, well, we've had enough of this guy. Forever. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to follow that. So I don't want to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> I like in social media, you kind of pray for one of them to go bananas as like yeah. a heir to the world so they can come find you. Yeah. And then I finally had one and they're like, meh, no, no. <laughs> There's too much I used to give our generation shit about the MTV like short attention span. Yeah. TikTok is like it makes us look like studious, you know, fucking scientists compared yeah. to for what sure. the kids do now. My, my, I got a 14-year-old. It's just like... Mm-hmm. It is crazy how short the attention span is. Yeah, I tried to give, uh, have my son watch a 37-second video on a tutorial on something, and 15 seconds in, he's like... <sighs> <laughs> I was like, dude, it's like 37 seconds. They did say the tutorial. Try to grab them in the first three seconds. Yeah. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> that's uh yeah 
they try to coach an old headliner to do something good in the first three seconds. I'm just, I haven't gotten my drink yet. You know, like, right, right. you got to ease in, you know, I got, I got that road sort of pacing. I haven't given it up for the military yet. I'm doing, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I just got back from, for pouring for the troops. Right. Give it up for the troops. They can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, do the things, everybody. Uh, get on social media, engage the Kostaki Economopolis, Danny Johnson, all pro lines. Do the liking and the sharing and the commenting. You see, mm -hmm. that's how the help the thing grow, and then it will blow up, and then we have a whole nother. Then we can work better venues. That's all we want. Yep. <laughs> that's all we ask from comedy. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll see you in a week. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thank you. Are we still live? Look at this. Yeah, we're still live. Hold on. We're, we're, All right. Look at this. I, I was know. fading, and then, and then the chit chat. Oh, hold on. Goodbye, everybody. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.